Shut up, I love it. It's 50% off women's shirts and hair products this week at Huckabee's, the everything store. Shut up, I love it. I'm Joe Cabale. I'm Sasha Filer. You gave it all away. You gave it all away. I don't away. know why you're upset about that as if it's some huge <laughs> transgression when it's in the title. No one really knows yet. Does anybody look at a title or do they listen to a sequence of amazing Shut Up I Love It podcast uh, episodes and they just don't even know what's the next thing that's coming up? <laughs> you know, I don't know how people do it, but <laughs> this certainly is not a spoiler like the fact <sighs> that a certain character might die in oh. Doctor Strange. No, that's not true. <laughs> oh, I still don't know if Harry Potter made it. I do. I'm kidding. But that's not what we're here to talk about. This is Shut Up, I Love It, a uh, podcast where we invite a special guest, maybe a returning guest, to talk about something underrated, underappreciated, misunderstood, maybe a little too highbrow for the rest of the world. Wow, giving it away. Giving it More away. than I did. <laughs> Uh, joining us today, he's an improviser based in Johannesburg, South Africa, and is the co-founder. No, I mean, he's not the co-founder. What the fuck am I talking about? He's the fucking he's only, the. the only founder of the Assembly South Africa. Welcome back, Paul Rabinowitz. Hey, third time guest. Thank you for having me. Oh, Legendary. So have you. Legendary. Third time is truly a charm. Paul, let's just get right to it. What is this highbrow shit you brought on this podcast? Well, I don't think it's that highbrow compared to what that I was going to bring in, but I heart Huckabees or I uh, heart emoji. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's one of the few movies with an emoji in the title. Yeah, was emoji that's true. a thing already back then, or was it still em- emoticon? What was that? I think it was. Oh. It, well, yeah, at that point, emoji didn't exist, and it's not an emoticon, right? Because the no. emoticon would be the, <gasps> the carrot three. Wow, so did they oh, I gr- emoji? I'm more than greater than three you, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so we're learning that this movie invented emoji. Is that the main, the main reason M- we're talking maybe, about it? Maybe, maybe. This is a 2004 movie by David O. Russell. Mm. Not to oh. be confused with the classical guitarist David Russell, the Scottish-Spanish guitarist, wonderful guitarist. Right. But that's a different podcast. Oh, isn't there like a dog breed, like a Rus- Russell, Jack Russell? Yeah, that's a little, a little different. That's obviously different. Uh, but you know, for your fourth appearance, you can bring up David Russell, and then your fifth, you can talk about Jack Russell. Okay. <laughs> so, what's the deal with I Heart Huckabee's? So um, I, yeah, are you are you like a huge <clears throat> fan? What's what's your relationship with this? Yeah, so this is a movie about, uh, I think, a short synopsis about somebody who hires an existential detective to discover meaning in his life. Through, oh. From a series of seemingly unrelated coincidences. Very what clean a, description. I love it. I love to get a nice, clean, tight description like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, how many times have you seen this film? Oh, maybe 40, 50 times. Whoa. For me, it's one of these movies that is endlessly rewatchable. You can have it on the background. I love the soundtrack, <laughs> it's got a light, light tone. Uh, John Bryan rewatchable so, yeah. soundtrack yeah well he's yeah. a genius musician yeah that's yeah. no doubt there mm. um, so okay and did you see it the first time it came out in 2004 when you were but no, a child but I do remember renting it many repeatedly from the video store 
when it was oh. a VHS. Uh, and I think I ultimately bought the VHS mm. when that store went out of business, <gasps> which is now Domino's Pizza, I think. And that, that's the end tale of VHSs, <laughs> like, too. They, I don't think they were printing many post-2005, right? I would not know the timeline for the VHS. I got to I got to look but, that up cuz But you should look it up and uh stop everything and let us know. <laughs> um okay, well, I'm just going to put it out that r- right there out there. Um just this detail that I will be conservative about talking too much about it, but I do know uh uh the writer uh pretty well, Jeff Bainer. <laughs> and that's not the Australian guy who played Hulk. No. Bruce Banner. No. Just no. kidding. <laughs> uh, Bruce Banner. <laughs> and it's not the bane of my existence. I don't know. Is that a Done. word? <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, by the way, uh, the final movie produced in VHS format was A History of Violence in 2006. Okay. Oh. So this was, this is the last era. That might be worth something, that VHS. Wow. And why, I wonder, out of all people... The director of History of Violence is the one that went for it. Cronenberg. Yeah. Our, one of our faves to talk about. Legend. To talk about, but never like really dig deep enough. Yet. Just yet. Okay, going back to, yeah, so Jeff Baina, um, but a young lad wrote the script. Well, co-wrote it with uh, David O. Russell, but uh, it feels a lot of Baina in it. Just going to let you know right There's there. There's some wonderful writing here. And can I just say an, un- yeah. an uncomfortable fact? Yeah. The distance between when the movie came out and today is longer than when the movie came out and Rain Man with Dustin Hoffman. And why yeah. is the Rain Man specifically? Like because, a you know, when Dustin Hoffman became capital D, uh, Dustin Hoffman. Not with um, uh, Graduate, The Graduate? Oh, maybe. Yeah. But it was like, when was he like, oh, it's Dustin Hoffman. I still yeah. say the graduate is what put okay. him on the map. But hey, what do I know? I wasn't. Put him on the map, watching. but that's different than, oh, that's him. You know, yeah. like the put I, on I don't the map. Fa- <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> this is all very philosophical. I don't want to <laughs> get too into that. Let's just get to us, Joe. What, what, what is your familiarity with this uh, masterpiece? I don't know. Is it a masterpiece? But I'd never seen it before, but I worked at the theater when it uh, came out. And for mm-hmm. the however long, now almost two decades nearing <laughs> that it's been out, I thought it was a completely different movie. I thought it Same. was I thought it was like a family a small family drama well, okay. about the Huckabees. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and I, I would have put money on if you yeah. asked me if you put a gun to my head and said, What is our Huckabees about? I'd be like, Oh, it's about like a family, the Huckabees and maybe they're like yeah. having trouble in their family. <laughs> So I was fucking uh-huh. floored to actually discover what it was as I was and watching did you, it. Like disco- yeah, that you discovered just as you were getting ready for the episode. Yeah, I didn't look at anything up on it. I just mm-hmm. threw it on and started watching it. So this was my first time for this podcast. How about you, Sasha? So for the American listeners, your governor, uh, Huckabees, they kind of ruined the name, I think. Oh, absolutely. Mike it's Huckabee, nice, for sure. It's mm-hmm. a nice feel-good name, Huckabee, which is ruined now. Basically. Yeah, governor and uh, comedian Mike Huckabee. Oh, Very funny on Twitter, that man. I gotta, I gotta check it out. Yeah, I also would have put money on until I started watching. Well, until Jay warned me, and I'll tell you what he said. Uh, but 
I would put money saying that it's it's pretty much like similar to like love actually. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like about these couples <laughs> and uh, it's it's like a, it's, it's kind of like an indie rom com. I would just, <laughs> I should say something like that. Maybe with a little bit of drama in there, um, but I would have never expected what this is. And I you know because I try to watch these Shut Up I Love It movies with my husband as much as possible, but it just <laughs> never works out because he's always either seen it or has zero interest in seeing it. He said, I actually really love uh, I Heart Huckabees, and Jeff Bain is mostly his friend, um, just so it's clear. He's like, I really love uh, I Heart Huckabees, but um, he, uh, he's like, for you, he's like, we'll, we'll, we'll see how you like it. He's like, it's, this movie is definitely very serious about itself, like very serious about itself. And, uh, and, and he's like, and, uh, well, it's kind of like being John Malkovich, because they kind of, I didn't come out in the same time. I don't know why he said that. They came out five years apart. But like he's like it's the same thing of like a hot director making this movie that's no like like that's like no other movie has ever been done before, and so it brings the heat of this David hot young David O. Russell and young Jeff Baina into the sphere of pop culture, and so yeah, I was really just like oh okay that's 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 what I'm watching now. Similar, similar to you, Joe. So this movie is famous for, for two things. One, maybe that, but also because of the famous fight or temper tantrum that David O. Russell threw at Lily Tomlin. Whoa, can we, right. can we, can we roll the clip? Here we go. <laughs> it was something like okay. that. I've got. Well, if I'll send you the link. Maybe you can add it in. But David O. Russell is losing it with Lily Tomlin. Dustin Hoffman's on set. And so he's shouting at her. He's swearing at her. Uh, and that's a famous outtake or behind the scenes of yeah I don't know if we call it an outtake but uh, it it, (laughs) it didn't make it in the VHS special features Uh, he does have it is worth noting perhaps that he does have a very bad reputation uh, this director David O. Russell for treatment of actors and whatnot. are you a David O. Russell fan or is it kind of more like this movie is separate from your love for him as a director I would think it's separate. I did watch Joy recently, mm. um, and I tell you, I got got confused between Joy and Mother mm-hmm. because um, Jennifer all, Lawrence kind of, yeah, she's kind of, she seems kind of plastic and robotic and obsessed with this mop in in mm-hmm. Joy, which I find was, I, I didn't enjoy it. Whoa, very, <laughs> very solid. Yeah, I never wow. saw that one actually. Neither ha- have I, but somebody, if you want to come on and bring it in, just do that. I mean, because even with Mother, I started watching it and then I stopped, but then I don't know why I stopped. I feel like I should have just watched Mo- it. Like, it was Mother's bad. good. I, I like Mother. All Mothers. We all do. <laughs> so, can we discuss the cost of this movie? Because when I read these names, listen, you're going to be blown away. You're going to be blown away. Yes, The, the names are blowy, but yes, uh, please so do. Take over. Mark Wahlberg. Mmm. Not to be mixed right. with, uh, what's the other guy that I always think he is? Keep going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew it <Okay>. wasn't informative. <laughs> uh, Dustin, Dustin Hoffman. Oh, still alive. Uh, capital he D. Died. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and his son's in it. Um, Jake Hoffman, I think. Oh, what is his he doing His son's in there? it towards the end. He plays the, uh, the, uh, one of the guys at the hotel. Oh. The con- who stands out front. Then we got, uh, oh, uh, Lily, Lily Tomlin. Yeah, pre, and I fell in love with pre, her. Ooh, yeah. pre-massive the, uh, plastic surgery, like just like barely any. Well, yeah, she's eighty something now, so 
Yeah. So, yeah, no. And as what a child, I loved her in that movie, All of Me with Steve Martin. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Do that one. That? No. God bless. Definitely oh. on VHS, that one. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, then we've got uh, Isla Fisher. Yes, with it we just really co- do. pops up, just pops up like yeah. a little bean sprout in spring. Yeah. At the, pre, near the end. pre Sasha Baron Cohen, right? Why? Why? Think so. I yeah. Think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've got Jude Law. Oh, what a handsome guy he was at that time. This yeah. was this uh, like couple years around two thousand four. Massive for Jude Law. He was in so many defining so, movies. Hey, Joe, what do you know? Right. That is his catchphrase from <laughs> AI. Jude Law was oh, in AI, yeah. and, and he's, uh, one of his things was, hey, Joe, what do you know? Oh. If I'm remembering that correctly. Yeah, mm. Spielberg's AI, right? Yeah. I just couldn't take my eyes off of this fucker. He's very charming. Like, he's in this movie. He's just crushing it so he's bad. He's good, yeah. Yeah. Then we've got Jason Schwartzman. Yeah. And not his to be mother. Mixed, not to be mixed with Demetrius Martin. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and his mother. Jason Schwartzman's mother, Talia Shear, from Godfather from Rocky. Adrian, it, herself. W- wait, wh- wh- who, is she, who is she playing? She's playing his mother in the in the movie. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. That's sh- oh, right. Right. Because there's so many mothers. I'm sorry. I'm lost. There's like four mothers. Yeah. So okay. his mother in the movie is played by his mother. Great. Does a great job, I'd say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we've got Naomi Watts. Whoa. Yes. At, at, the, at the height. Height. Enter, of her hotness. Yeah. And entering her height of roles, too, I feel. Like she was really mm-hmm. starting to get some bangers after this. Because Pre- Mulholland Falls was definitely on VHS, right? Oh, absolutely. Or Drive? Uh Drive, but Mulholland <laughs> Drive. Yeah, <laughs> and also the the ripoff. Uh, it was the sequel, uh, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's seen it. Um, well, yeah, and and then pre King Kong, right? I feel like like she was just getting to the King Kong mode. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Correct. King mm-hmm. Kong is really a big one. Mm-hmm. Then we got the big, first big, film big appearance monkey. by Jonah Hill. Yeah, Aww. that's right. Very nice guy. Met him sweetheart just charming and he, I, I just love all his body of work and i don't want to say i love his body because doesn't like when people talk about his body yeah yeah, yeah shout out interesting to for body. you to bring that up then i it just came up because we're in the pun <laughs> mode i don't know why but yeah love jonah so much keep going yeah. uh gene smart yes. we have a, we've got a we had the mcconaughey reconnaissance i think we got the smartest songs mm-hmm. right? mm. that's absolutely true i would say Okay, I'm losing it now. Who was she in the movie? She, she was, was the the, um, the doorman's mother. Yes. Okay. In the I I literally I could not tell who it was. I was like, I know her. I think it's um, what's the wife of the guy who did shampoo. That's not a good way to describe her. With the guy, the Richard Jenkins, that that played the couple. Sure. The sure. Sudanese refugees' parents. Yes, no, I understand. I re- recognize yes. Richard Jenkins, and then with her, for some reason, I was having trouble. But yes, tremendous, tremendous job. Congrats to her, if she's listening. Anyway, so we have this fat-stacked cast. What is? How much does this movie cost me? Uh, is anybody else Googling this right now? I, I had read $20 million. Okay. Well, for how little... Anything is going on. I mean, besides the actors, like loving probably David Russell in the script, like there's nothing to do in this. I mean, okay, there's some bad effects. Well, okay, so can I just say about that? 20 million, 
mm-hmm. uh, that cast. It's very obvious all the money went into that cast and not how the movie looks. No, of course. I I will say my I just can't get over how bad this movie looks. And I'm sorry, it is not a pretty film. I'm surprised uh, Jay likes it because it looks because really bad. Because he likes things bad. sometimes that look on purpose, understated. Yeah, I don't. I I might be part of it, but I think like for me, a movie like that has some playing with these ideas. I want it to look beautiful to match those ideas, and that was just was something that I couldn't get over. And that's why I knew the budget because I looked at it. Like 10 minutes into the movie, I stopped it and then found out the budget because I wanted to know why does it look like this. Well, let's see. Peter Deming, the cinematographer. After he... Oh, he shot, by the way, Mulholland Drive. Hello. And then he worked for a while and still (laughs) is. (laughs) The Cabin in the Woods stand out to me. Uh, Capone. So he's doing fine. Uh, it might be David or Russell wanting it to look this bad. Could be, but we can move on from that. I just needed to get that off my chest because it bugged me this now? whole movie. You feel less constipated it. now? I do. It's out. <laughs> uh, I have to wash my lower back now. Uh, it's all out Agreed. though. So, Paul, <laughs> why do you think people hate on this movie, or do they? I don't know what people think. They they definitely don't understand what this movie is based on the title. I can tell you. That. <laughs> I think it's got a it's got a deep tone, but a light tone that I mentioned earlier, um, and I think it's an underrated movie because it's not well known enough. Did did it blow your mind when you when you watched it the uh, first time? Oh yeah. Or did and it have to grow on you slowly? No, blew your I, mind. I know I loved it the first time, uh, mm-hmm. and I think I see even more every time I watch the movie. Uh, and I think maybe now it has a little bit more relevance to me than it did then, back in 2004. Because you are a wiser man? I, uh, yes, I'm a wiser man who's on a journey. Wise yeah. enough to know you're lost and not wise, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. Can we all just take a moment? <laughs> take that in. And we're back. But okay. yes, I th- have being, you know, you knew that my preconception going into it, I was pretty blown away with the just the premise and all of that with it. And for that, I was like, this is really cool that it's about this. This is such a, a strange idea, this existential detectives. I even think it's uh, a hard idea to wrap your mind around even as you finish the movie. You're like, wait, what is still like, what is this? <laughs> an existential detective? What does this mean? Could be a TV show. Mm. Yeah, because that's the mm-hmm. true detective. Yeah, and maybe that's why I immediately <laughs> thought should be directed by Carrie Fukunaga. One of my favorites that I'm obsessed with. Yes. Um, although he might have been canceled. Who knows? Um, yeah, you, yeah we won't bring that up. Go <laughs> do your own research. Uh, we don't know. We don't know. We never will. But um, so I, I think it's this movie is probably gets better on the rewatch. Like if you were into this movie. It gets better on the rewatch because then you can like follow along more. Or did you have no trouble following? Because I did. Like, I needed to check in with my Wikipedia page periodically, which I often do with any movie. It just helps me to know that I'm not missing out on anything. How many times do you stop the movie and then Wikipedia be while you're watching it? I don't stop the movie. Just let it roll. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, it didn't. Let's just put it this way: Rude. before we even go to the ratings. Yeah. Well, it didn't hold my attention enough. 
for me to be like forget about everything i just want to watch it and i cannot believe how good it is so it wasn't so it was just like but i can also look at wikipedia page and make sure that i understand this correctly oh okay yeah uh, so environmentalist who is also a poet because i couldn't tell what the hell and there's only one vo right i think in the beginning like a heavy vo is that what it is yeah, yeah and then it never come back uh but we know that's what in his head is that he's in this existential agony as he's doing this strangest job of his writing poems about environmental crisis yeah, yeah. there's plenty of ideas problem. for sure yeah. the capitalism environmentalism philosophy you seem like a philosophy guy paul with all your books your many mm -hmm. leather-bound books um what ideas is this playing with uh, philosophy-wise that really connected with you? I think, uh, is there a deep... Uh, and the movie uh, looks to examine two contradicting forces, that there's meaning behind everything or nothing has purpose and meaning and everything is chaos. And that's the nihilistic aspect. I think ultimately it merges as a synthesis of the two. I would like to also add that to me, there's, there's another way to look at these two contradictions, although yours, the one you brought up, is more obvious. Is it... Um, like, and I'm not gonna say it as smoothly as you do, um, but is is it best best to think about and agonize about the existence, or is it best just to separate from it and enjoy the physical, like almost being, like just like being, um, without uh, preoccupying yourself with solving the puzzles of the universe, but instead of just focusing on pure like embodiment, like of like a human life. Um, because there's the feeling that they're looking for when the French uh, philosopher comes into play, and they're like, get that feeling. They're like, well, I'm just a dust, uh, dust in like a or mo like a moss in a in a on the on the rock or something like that. They're saying, I, like, I have no no thinking right now in me of what. So to me, that feeling is what I seek personally. So so Sasha? that's yeah. Come back. Mm -hmm. Have you ever transcended space and time? Of course, she many definitely times. has. She's talked yes. about it on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I was going to bring that up because you mentioned mushrooms. Yeah. Re in, in a recent podcast, and oh. I'm wondering how you said that was instrumental, and how does that affect your perception of reality? Or well, I, it is very interesting because I don't know that taking mushrooms now that we're talking about it, or even DMT, is it is certainly transcending reality. And I would love to hear from you, Joe, too. But like. To me, it is um, actually using your mind to transcend reality. So, but you are like, this is the journey you're going on. You're going into the journey of your mind, which is connected to everything else in the universe. But the feeling, so to me, it's almost like the um, philosophy um, uh, of the existential detectives on steroids. But what I find more helpful in my life and more enjoyable is actually absence of thinking about all those things and even traveling there the, the feeling that like you just feel good in your body and you just feel good by being alive and those things come to me from doing things that i haven't done in a while which is called hot yoga so like if i come out of hot yoga like where i was in 110 degree fahrenheit for 90 minutes working out then i do not have any thoughts except completely the present moment and it just feels like I'm a newborn. And so that is the feeling that I think they're describing about uh, like being a moss in the Petri dish. And so 
I, I, that's, that's just like, those, those are my two encounters with either philosophy. What about you, Joe? Uh, well, in mushrooms specifically, I think mushrooms are, you know, the existential detective similar to this movie in that way. You know, I didn't really think about it too much until now thinking about mushrooms, but you know, mushrooms is also part of the shut up. I love it. Bingo card. You pull that out during an episode. If we, (laughs) we talk about (laughs) mushrooms, if we, if I say that I don't look up a movie before watching it, there's a lot of bingos that that Mm -hmm. mushrooms is one of them. But I do think uh, they can kind of act similar to this. And it is something where you might go into them thinking, you know, nothing matters. Or you might go into them with your belief that, you know, everything matters something, and you feel or too much. something specifically. Yeah, but you can't really believe that. You, you know, I don't think that's um, – how do I put this? I don't think that's you can truly say, like, that is your your – thought of how the world works because you are so uh, tied down by everything in the world already like uh-huh. your your conception so it takes mushrooms or an existential detective to pull you out and say no it's it's not necessarily actually this it's uh you know actually think about it is what it's demanding of you uh, i don't know if that makes sense but you know, I could well, tell you here that I believe nothing matters. I don't think that's really truly what I believe because I don't have the clarity to actually say that that is truly what I believe. I need something to take me out of it for me to truly say that I believe that. So one of the lines that stands out for me is when um, Dustin Hoffman says, anything you could ever want or be, you already have and are. Yeah, but yeah. that's almost seems like a cliche line right to a person who does not have actual experience with this with this with 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 this as an event in their life as opposed to just like reading it in a book which a lot of those lines are right like that they're saying existential i think the the movie is playing it that way though they are playing it as hey these are valid and true statements that uh lily tomlin and dustin hoffman are saying but we're also kind of like playing it as bullshit a little bit or like D- Jason Schwartzman should be a little bit like, why should I just believe this because you're telling me it? So I think the movie is interesting in that it's not uh, just being overly important of itself. It, it's, it's presenting these ideas and kind of like, oh yeah, you can poke holes at this. This does sound kind of stupid and silly, but there's truth to it still. Just because it's stupid and silly does not mean that it's not true. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it's interesting, of course, because even though the what's her name, Catherine? No, not Catherine. The French, the French. Uh, Catherine Vauban in the. Is Catherine Vauban. Catherine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So even though Catherine is like, uh, well, or is it not interesting? But like, you know, she just goes, reserves to like, just like nasty, nasty, just dirty sex uh, with yes. the main character. <laughs> I couldn't, I just thought like mud in her vagina. And I, was I mean, <laughs> vagina, forget about vagina. Like her, her mouth was full of mud, right? I, I'm less worried about, and I don't have a vagina, so I don't know. But okay. I'd be less worried about mud in my mouth than mud inside my vagina. Really? Try to think. I can gargle in my mouth and <laughs> clean it. I but if you swallowed it, the whole body is full of mud. Like, it's it's everywhere. 
Yeah. Is that how it works in the human I body? Do, I, do, I don't know. <laughs> you will end up in your vagina, but I don't know. Uh, no, it's it's pretty pretty crazy scene. Yeah, I guess I never laughed at this mo- or like even smiled watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I felt no ounce of joy during like, this movie. I, I really didn't. But like I saw what they're giving me with the comedy, but I was like, I'm not buying it. But I also was like, okay, I uh, get the tone, and I was mostly interested in like the script. I don't, I don't I, yeah, like forget about the great performances. I, God bless, directing. I guess I don't know what, what's what's directing doing. Like what's <laughs> how's directing? I know directing is like the main thing for a movie, but sometimes I don't see it, and I think it's a sign that directing is that good, right? That you don't even see it. It's seamless. Yeah, almost. I mean a lot of good bicycle work in this movie. Oh, <laughs> so good. Uh, but other than that, it's just like, here's an office, people talking, right? Um, I don't know. But to me, like, the script is just like, I want to, like, study it. I want to read it. I want to, like, see, like, what's going on there. I don't think the movie is very consistent. I think the first 50 minutes are great. Then it, it dips, comes back a bit. And the third act, I think, is not as compelling, maybe, as it should be. You, it's one of the movies I can never remember the ending. In a way. Uh huh. I still do. I can't. Yeah. yeah. I know the low point, like sort of the darkest, like, oh, all is lost moment is Mark Wahlberg and Jason Schwartzman, not to be mixed with uh, Demetrius Martin. They uh, have like a breakup. And I was like, well, why is it? Why is this the darkest point of the movie? Yeah, these guys barely knew each other. <laughs> <laughs> so I, w- I was like, I don't get it. Like, why? Because like they meant to be together, and together is how they find their meaning in life, which I guess maybe is what it is at the end, because they're still hitting each other with the ball. Um, but I, I didn't connect with that point. The midpoint was them starting to hang out with the French lady, um, which I guess makes sense. And it did, she was there almost from the beginning, from about 17 minutes in. The French lady's there hanging out in the background of most scenes where Lily Tomlin is. Yeah, she's just not, like, True. formally introduced. Yeah. To me, it feels like this movie should be taken as um, the Jude Law's character, Jason Schwartzman and Mark Wahlberg. We should see them as all the same character, the same person. And if you see watch the movie like that, it makes a little more sense narratively. Otherwise, you it feels a little bit like, wait, why am I following this guy or care about Mark Wahlberg now? And Jude Law, he's the antagonist, isn't he? Oh, we're following him, and like yeah. now we're deep into his relationship. But I, and I think the movie is very explicitly making the point of we are all the same person, or at least ex- experiencing the same things. So I think you could look at the movie in that way. It's bouncing between them, but that's the same storyline that they're going through. That's cool. And I, I don't feel that, that Mark ending up with Naomi. Um, I don't feel it's 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 that satisfying. No. No. <laughs> Unless you no. look at it as he is Jude Law making the right decision. He is a version of Jude Law who has actually decided yeah. to, you know, give himself to her and pay attention to her. Or unless you look at it also as um it's chaos bringing this coincidence into you know the story that's now 
that's now like so meaningful to these characters, but it's really just chaos that happened because he had happened to be on the bicycle and um, Mark Wahlberg, and, and, and so he was able to, through traffic, to get there and save her during the fire. Yeah, that was definitely not my favorite moment. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I did like what happened to Naomi Watts' character, that she went from being like a pretty bikini yeah. uh, girl uh, to like, <laughs> I don't know, like an Amish, uh, Amish woman <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, with dirty face. Uh, and that she felt like that was her self-expression mostly satisfied. Yeah, with cake in her teeth or whatever the hell yeah. it is. Is that what it was? I, it's some sort of I think so. I mud think so. maybe? Maybe it was mud. Mud. Mm-hmm. Speaking of mud for a second, back going back to mud. Do you, it, was, it was real mud, right? They were splooshing about. It looked like it. I mean, how, fake mud. I don't see the reason to make fake mud when mud is just like dirt and water. It, do you test it for Giardia before you do it? It's probably clean mud. Yeah, you go to Home Depot and get like a bag of dirt and then some mm. purified water. So there you go. We know where $20 million went. <laughs> the, the mud budget. The mudget. Um what else, Paul? What else haven't we covered in this uh, existence? I, so for me, one of the, I think, a pivotal and beautiful moment uh, when uh, Jude Law's character has his moment of realization. Uh, how am I not myself? How are you? How, how, Lily Tomlin asks him, how are you? No, he says, how am I not myself? She repeats it, dust it off and repeats it. And that becomes a little mantra um, with a broken record soundtrack even. Uh, and that becomes, that's uh, a very... It ties into the movie. Who are you? And when are you yourself? And and deconstructing your nature, coming back to who are you? When are you not being your true self? Is that a question for me? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, was, I was desperately looking for an answer. I, uh, and, and with Jude Law and like nearing the ending, I do, it was really compelling when he's hearing his story the same story he tells about he, Shania over and over, yeah. and then he's asked to tell it, and so he good. just can't. That I, that was really horrifying and yeah. and good and existential, for sure. Yeah, that felt more like a piece of a movie. Like it's 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 a movie thing that's happening, <laughs> as opposed to something else that I don't know what's going on. Uh, well, I was never completely lost with this movie. Granted, I was looking at Wikipedia pages, but still. Um, but there's definitely a question of like, what is this movie? I've never seen anything like this. That's for sure is, it's right there. So, and Jude Law's character is the only one that really has a transformation because Jason Schwartzman is pretty much the same person. It's only Jude Law is that same person, really but he realizes right that the synthesis is the way to go, of the two philosophies. He he does relax a bit, like he mm. finds that like, oh, I I should care and give myself when I can and I, otherwise I should enjoy life so uh, yeah I don't think it's as stark as Jude Law's mm -hmm. transformation but there's certainly something there I, I did appreciate that ending shot of them him and Mark Wahlberg sitting with each other hitting each other with the, the balloon that just felt fun and right uh, right way to end it mm -hmm. the third act is a little, maybe not as memorable but the last shot is um, well, I don't know what else to say, except I'm ready to go to the ratings of this one. Oh, I just want to call. I like the, yeah. the sprinkler scene with Lily Tomlin 
Like shit fuck as she's running through uh, sprinklers. <laughs> Some, a good physical comedy there. We love to see Lily Tomlin get I a little sprinklers. wet. Uh, oh, yeah. But um, <laughs> I love sprinklers and um, like a fence. Right? Like a fan? What is it? Like what a is ceiling word? fan? Ceiling fans, yeah, yeah. Like well, that. floor fans, yeah. 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 <laughs> they, you don't see a lot of those, but they're good. <laughs> no, just in life, I, it's it's just something that makes me happy. Um, just wanted to put it out there. Um, all right, Joe, how do the ratings work? All right, we're gonna rate I Heart Huckabees on a scale of zero to ten, using something else as our basis of comparison. That something else could be another movie, or it could even be a philosophical idea or concept that you rated against. It really doesn't matter, and that's the fun of it. And if that doesn't make sense, Sasha and I will go first. I can go first. It's fine. Wow. I know you love it. I know you love it when I go <laughs> first. So I will compare this movie to another existential uh, sort of something that, like, how do you put existential questions, existential thoughts into uh, onto the screen, uh, which is not easy to do, which is Maniac starring... Let's Jonah see. Hill. <laughs> oh yeah, the, Jonah the show. Hill. Oh, okay. Yeah, Jonah Hill and Emma Stone. Yeah, TV show. Because it was also like, okay, how do you talk about like basically psychedelics without really talking about psychedelics? That's kind of what Maniac is, and uh, you show these different realities where you can be a different character, and and then you come back. And I mean that that whole that whole TV show was very one of a kind, and Jonah Hill was great in it. Uh, but I never finished that TV show. I, I watched a few episodes and then I just kind of lost interest. It became, it like it lost me. It, in fact, that's what happened. They lost me, and uh, for that, I will give that show a seven. So nice try, show. Uh, with this movie, even if I wasn't researching it for the podcast, I would still probably finish watching. I'd be curious to see what happened. So I give this movie an eight. There we go. Joe, what about you? Uh, so I'm going to use Cloud Atlas, another philosophical movie about our connectedness through time. Uh, I love Cloud Atlas. think it looks beautiful. It's a gorgeous looking movie. Yeah, it's cool. Know. You love it. Love it. It's going to be a 8 out of 10. Ooh, why is it 8? You know, it's it's a little long. Ah. <laughs> Classic, classic uh, problem with uh, any piece. Yeah, and me, I mean, least. I'll have Tom Hanks talking in whatever accent he's talking in in that movie all day. That's wonderful that someone got him to do that. So, you know, maybe I'll give it a nine just for that. Mm. But I heard Huckabee's, I really appreciated the concept and the swing it was taking with the script. And I was so surprised by that. So I appreciate that. But uh, I'm not a Schwartzman fan. Mm -hmm. I don't find him very captivating. I can see why someone would. Mm -hmm. um, it's just not my style. Get a wood for him. Wood. Yeah, yeah. hardwood, muddy wood. Mm -hmm. And so this one I'm going to have to uh, give a 4 out of 10. I, I think if I, I think if we weren't watching it for this, I probably would have turned it off. Uh, wow. And you rarely turn things off. Yeah. I mean, compared to me, I turn things off right and left. Yeah, I usually don't. I'm not like, I don't even put it on if I might turn it off usually. So, 
Uh huh. So no surprises for you. Wow, four out of ten. Um, <laughs> what if it was like a non-Jason Schwartzman playing somebody who you? I think if it on? looked prettier, okay. that could do something for me too. Like a six or seven? Possibly, yeah. But wow. you know, it's like the swing of it and the concepts. Like I can, I can see why someone would really enjoy this movie. Like. There's so much I appreciate of it that I hate giving it a low score, but I have this show. People know me for being brutal and honest, mm. and I have to continue to be so. Animal, <laughs> just beast, <laughs> beast of ratings. Paul, what about you? Okay, I've thought long and hard about this, and I'm going to compare it to E E A A O, everything, everywhere, all at once. Ooh. Best movie ever. May two on the ten scale. Go ahead. So that's a ten. Mm. Exploring, uh, exploring identity, mm. exploring time, relationships, so many things. I don't think you're going to have it on your podcast because everybody loves it. Right? No, uh, we can only have it as a shut up. I hate it, which I am yeah. happy to do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so if that's a ten, if if that's a ten, I will give this a six. Oh. Uh-huh. Wow. It's one of those shut up, I love it, <laughs> where the guest reveals that they barely like the thing that they brought on their episode. The this movie happened? on itself is great, but compared to right. EEAAO, it's a six. No, that, I think that's, I appreciate you honoring a scale in that way, even if it hurts the movie you're talking about. We it ha- hurts the concept of our podcast. Well, we had this happen yes, yesterday when we recorded. The episode will yeah. come out at some point where it was like, oh, it's a rating against, it's a low rating against this movie, but it's a high rating against this movie. All right. And well, fuck it. I'm going to do another scale. I'm going to compare it to Interstellar. Interstellar is 10. It's the best movie ever made. And this movie, with G- written by Jeff Bain and directed by David O. Russell, I Heart Huckabees is a three. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? And I'm going to read you mine. If my fiance is a 10, this is a zero. (laughs) Right? I mean, this can't. But that's what beautiful. I just want to like say this what's happening here, y'all, is is the beautiful thing about the scale. It's malleable. It's um, it's it it is a time space continuum in itself. So you do whatever you want with it. And uh, I'm glad. I'm glad that we went over all of these scales. And now, do you really think Interstellar is the best movie ever made? Uh, to me, it is. I mean, I, I just fucking love that movie, and I, I think it's fantastic. Me too. Maybe there's like Mandy and uh, Midsummer that are coming close to it, but I feel Interstellar is still my favorite. My connaissance. It, it's just heat. <laughs> um, uh, Paul, thank you for coming on um, all the way from South Africa. I know. Yeah. What a it's pleasure. A pleasure to be here. Uh, I hope uh, hope one day I get a fourth invitation, and then we can talk about what I was threatening the first time, which is Patriot. All right. Just teasing it, teasing yeah. it all the way. People the are going to be emailing us now, telling us that DMing, sliding to. into our DMs. <laughs> By the way, slide into our DMs all you want. We are across all platforms except LinkedIn and probably not on TikTok either. At Shut Up, I Love It One, definitely on Instagram and Twitter. Paul, what's going on with you? Let's plug some Paul stuff. Uh, I'm going to Cape Town tomorrow. Is that a plug? No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've got the same plugs, Assembly South Africa, or just follow me. 
I've got a new phone, so hopefully I take better photos. Wow. Yeah, you sure did took a lot of good uh, photos in your big European adventure. Yeah. Joe Cabello, what is going on with you? Reveal some cards. Y'all need to go to JoeCabello.com. Check out Bottoms Up Hard Liquor, my horror comic book, because you the better. fourth and final issue is being made and finished now, so you'll be able to read all of it soon, and you could even buy the first three issues digitally for $3 yeah. for all imagine? of it. 90 pages of comic for $3. That's going to you know give you an hour and a half worth of your time or something like longer that. Longer Probably me. longer, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really study those images and the yeah savor it the writing there but so yeah that's coming out catch up do everything fantastic do it all um uh, thank you elizabeth salute for the artwork thank you mr owl for this amazing track thank you jeff bain uh, for writing the script that uh gave us another beautiful episode of shut up i love it if nothing else and thank you for listening <laughs>